G'day you mob and welcome to Aussie English. I am your host Pete and my objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to sound like a fair income Aussie or you just want to understand what the flipping hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Let's go. G'day, you mob. How's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, guys, man, I have had a first today, a first. I did something for the first time, and that was to make a terrarium, a terrarium. Now, you guys will probably know the word aquarium, right? Aqua, rium, aquarium. This is a tank, usually, that you have aquatic organisms living in, right? An aquarium, whereas a terrarium, terra, right, or terra, is for the land. So, I made a little terrarium out of an old mason jar and I got some charcoal, put that at the bottom, a little bit of sphagnum moss, it's a sort of... What would you say? It's like a, a dead moss that you can use. You just keeps keeps the moisture in and you can use it when propagating plants and stuff. Found some mosses and some other small plants around the house. I had to sort of sneak out the, the side where the laundry is and it's sort of out of sunlight. And there's all these interesting plants that actually grow on the ground there. Some of them are probably weeds and some of them aren't. And they're sort of interesting plants that don't like sunlight and like to be moist. Put them inside this little jar. Gave it a bit of a spritzen. Gave it some sprays of water. Closed it up and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, she's finished. So, yeah, I just sort of felt like doing that, zenning out, you know, being a little meditative, meditative, need to put some T-flaps in there, meditative, meditative, (laughs) and um, just relax for the day and, yeah, did that. That was about half an hour of fun. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Hope you guys are having a great week. Don't forget, as always, guys, as I always say, if you want to get access to the transcripts so that you can read and listen to these episodes at the same time, you know, we've got over probably 1,200 episodes now on the podcast that you can read at the same time as listening to in order to level up your English, learn the different expressions, phrases, collocations, Aussie slang terms, everything like that. Be sure to sign up for the premium podcast membership. If you are not currently a member, go to aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast. You'll get access to bonus episodes that come out, to episodes that have video lessons, everything like that, the premium podcast player so that you can read and listen at the same time using the player on the website, on your phone, however you like. And it's a good way of supporting Aussie English so I can keep doing what I'm doing, building terrariums. (laughs) Anyway, guys, as always, let's get into the Q&A to kick off today's lesson. This one comes from Jasmine who asks, what's the difference between the words fairly and rather? Fairly and rather. So, in this case, these two words can be used as synonyms, right? So, words that can be used to mean the same thing. Fairly means to a moderately high degree. So, I'm fairly certain it's going to rain tomorrow, right? I am moderately, well, moderately high degree. To a moderately high degree, I am certain that it will rain tomorrow. I am fairly certain. It's a fairly big fish he caught whilst fishing, right? He was out on a pier. He had his fishing rod. He put some bait on his hook, 
cast the fishing rod, the fishing rod, hopefully he didn't cast the rod out, cast his line out into the ocean. If you cast the fishing rod, he's just thrown it into the ocean. Cast his fishing line out and then caught a fish and it's a fairly big fish. It is big to a moderately high degree. <laughs> fairly big. I'm trying to avoid using rather as a synonym before defining it for you guys. Rather can mean to a certain or significant extent or degree. So, yeah, it, it means the same thing as fairly here. I'm rather certain it's going to rain tomorrow. I'm fairly certain it's going to rain tomorrow. He caught a rather big fish whilst fishing. He caught a fairly big fish whilst fishing. So, there you go. The only thing I would mention here is that rather can also be be used to show you're preferencing one option over another, right? So, I would rather go fishing than go camping. And the construction there is rather something than something else. And it's the same as here. I would prefer something to something else, okay? Prefer something to something, rather something than something. Be sure you get those, what would you call them? They are prepositions, I guess, that are associated with rather and prefer. Rather something than something, prefer something to something. If you were to say rather something to something, it sounds a bit weird. And if you said prefer something than something, it also sounds a bit weird. But, yeah, people would understand you. So, there you go, guys. There you go. Let's get into today's joke. So, today's joke. Are you ready for this? What's the biggest cause of road rage? What's the biggest cause of road rage? Road rage is when you get angry as a driver, right? You rage, you go into a rage, you rage up at someone to get angry at someone. Someone cuts you off and you you rage up, that is road rage. So, what's the biggest cause of road rage? Crossroads. <laughs> Crossroads, right? So, a crossroad is an intersection of two or more roads, right? It is where two roads, at least, at least two roads, cross, right? They cross one another. So, that is a cross road. We can use cross, though, to mean angry, upset, annoyed. I am rather cross. I'm pretty cross. Like, I am really, really angry. I'm really, really cross. So, a cross road in this sense, the joke is that we're using cross as a pun, we're using cross to mean angry here, as an angry road. What's the biggest cause of road rage? Crossroads, angry roads, as opposed to crossroads where two roads intersect. Hopefully, that makes sense, but yeah. Good old dad jokes. Good old dad jokes. I like these because they're puns, right? The whole point here is to play with words and get you guys thinking about their different meanings and how people can use them in these sorts of simple jokes to be funny, okay? And hopefully, you can take these jokes, go away, use them with your English-speaking friends, family, whoever it is, and hopefully put a smile on their face. And if they ask, where did you learn these? Be sure to tell them Aussie English. All right, let's get into today's expression. So, today's expression is related to roads, not necessarily crossroads. It is where the rubber meets the road. Where the rubber meets the road. I wonder if you've heard this before. So, as usual, let's go through and define the different words in this expression before we then define the expression itself. So, where. Where, this is a place or situation in which something is, right? So, this is where I live. This house, I might be pointing at a house. That house is where I live. It is the location 
that I live at. The place, the situation, the location, that is where we are. But you can use it, obviously, to not mean a physical location. It could be a situation. This is where we are. Maybe um, someone says to you, where are you at the moment uh, in this movie you're watching? And you might say, oh, I'm at about an hour and two minutes into the movie. That's where I am. That's the situational location that I am within this film. Well, you can also hear this expression I should mention as when the rubber meets the road. So, we better f- define when as well. And this is at or on which. So, referring to a time or a circumstance, a time taking place. This is the time it takes place at. This is when something takes place. So, I was in France when I was 16 years old, at the time that I was 16 years old. The The is the definite article, right? A specific thing, the thing. This is the building where I grew up. This is the building where I live. This is the school that I go to. This is the street that I live on, right? If you were to say this is a street that I live on, it's like, wow, okay, so you've got multiple houses, you live on many streets, and this is just one of them? Wow. Whereas if you were to say this is the street, it's the only one. It's the specific one. Rubber. Rubber is a tough elastic polymeric, polymeric? This is is one of those weird examples where the word, I'm not sure where the emphasis is, polymeric. It's a polymeric substance made from the latex of a tropical plant or synthetically, right? So, I'm sure you guys will know what rubber is. It's kind of like soft plastic. Car tires are made out of rubber. And let me just quickly Google polymeric definition, type this into Google. Uh, Maybe not. Definition, polymeric. Let's see if it comes up. Give me the emphasis. Where is the emphasis on this word? I need to know. I want to see if I got it right or not, right? Because you've got the word polymer. Polymer. Oh, okay. So, the emphasis is actually on mer. So, it should be polymeric. 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 That's so weird. See if I can hear it. Yeah, polymeric. Polymeric. There you go, guys. Learning something new every single day. So, even native speakers have trouble with these kinds of things at times. You come across a word and you're like, I'm not sure where the emphasis goes. I'm just going to guess. Okay. All right. Where are we up to? We did rubber. To meet something. This is to come in contact with something, right? So, you can meet someone as in to greet them, say hello to them, come in contact with that person. That's, you know, to meet someone. But you can meet something where you could physically come into contact with it, right? So, if you trip over, your body is going to meet the ground, right? Your wrist meets your arm above your hand, right? That's where those two things come into contact. And then lastly, a road. I'm sure you guys will know what a road is. It is something you drive your car on. Cars drive on the road. So, where the rubber meets the road or when the rubber meets the road, this means when or where the action really begins. When or where you begin the job, when or where you get really serious. It refers to that moment when or where theory becomes reality, okay? This is where the rubber meets the road, where everything begins. The action begins here. This is where it begins. So, I looked into the origin of this and apparently it comes from the 1950s. It originated in the jargon of the advertising business Jargon in which let's get down to where the rubber meets the road meant how much is this going to cost? So, I got this from wordhistories.net. But yeah, that's that's effectively where this originally came from. People would obviously be going to a business, talking about buying something, purchasing something. And if they were to say, 
All right, let's get down to where the rubber meets the road. I guess you could imagine it like they're talking about a car and they're getting down on their hands and knees looking at where the tyres actually touch the road. They were saying, how much is this going to cost? Let's get down to it. So, let's go through three examples of how I would use the expression where the rubber meets the road. Okay, example number one. Imagine you're a shipbuilder, someone who builds ships and you've come across uh, a new concept, a new way of making an amazing yacht, right? You want to create this and then sail it around the world. You work really hard designing the plans, then you build the yacht up in a shipyard and eventually here comes the day where you're all done and dusted and it's time to launch your newly built vessel. So, you're a bit nervous because you're worried something might go wrong, you know, when you finally put the vessel into the water, you launch it, uh, you something could go wrong, it could sink, right? There could be a hole in it, water could get into it, but you've got to bite the bullet and test your boat because this is where the rubber meets the road. You launch it and it's sink or swim, it'll either float and sail well or it'll sink, literally, it won't do very well. So, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where you guys finally get to the action, the job begins. This is where the rubber meets the road. Number two, imagine you're an electrician and you have a huge job coming up. Someone's hired you to wire up their 15th century castle in Scotland, right? You know, some rich lord has bought this unimaginably huge castle up on a mountain and they've hired you, this poor little electrician, this poor little sparky from Australia for some reason, to go over to Scotland and wire it up, right? You've got to put all the lights in, you've got to connect it to electricity. So, prior to now, it's just had fires and candles to produce light in this castle. You and your team might rock up to the castle, you arrive one day and you realise, Jesus, this is going to be a huge job, a mammoth task, and but you've got to get to it, right? You've got to get to it. So, this is when the rubber meets the road, boys. You might say that to your team. This is when the rubber meets the road. This is when we get started, we get down to it. Let's complete this job. Let's knock it out of the park. Let's hit it for six. Let's do really well. This is when the rubber meets the road. Example number three, you're a particle physicist trying to discover the next unknown particle in physics at the Hadron Collider, right? So, there are electrons, there's protons, there's neutrons, there's quarks, and there's probably more out there yet to be discovered. And you want to become famous and discover something yourself. So, maybe it's even trying to design an experiment to discover what dark matter or dark energy is, you know, any of these sorts of interesting things in physics that still aren't quite pinned down. We still really don't know what's going on. So, you come up with this awesome experiment and you've gone over to the Large Hadron Collider to set everything up and collect massive amounts of data from your experiment. As you're there with everything ready to go and you're about to click the button and start the experiment, you might say, here's hoping it works. Fingers crossed, this is where the rubber meets the road. When I hit this button, that is when the rubber meets the road. This is where the theory or the idea gets tested. This is where the process begins. This is where the rubber meets the road. So, hopefully now, guys, you understand the expression where or when the rubber meets the road. This is where or when the action really begins. You begin the job, you get serious. It refers to the moment when theory becomes reality. So, This is where the rubber meets the road. This is when the rubber meets the road. 
So, as always, guys, let's get into a little pronunciation exercise. This is where you can work on your Australian pronunciation, your Aussie accent, focus on how I pronounce the different vowels and consonant sounds, focus on the stress, the rhythm, connected speech, everything like that. So, I'm going to read out the phrase, where the rubber meets the road, word by word. We'll make it a little phrase pyramid, right? We'll slowly build up to the full sentence. And then we'll go through the phrase, I reckon it's where the rubber meets the road. You reckon it's where the rubber meets the road. We'll conjugate through. Okay, so are you ready? Let's go. Where. Where the. Where the rubber. Where the rubber meets. Where the rubber meets the. Where the rubber meets the road. 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 I reckon it's where the rubber meets the road. You reckon it's where the rubber meets the road. He reckons it's where the rubber meets the road. She reckons it's where the rubber meets the road. We reckon it's where the rubber meets the road. They reckon it's where the rubber meets the road. It reckons it's where the rubber meets the road. Great job, guys. Great job. So, let's talk about stress. In the phrase, where the rubber meets the road, which words do you hear being stressed? Every single word except for the, which is said twice, right? Both the times that the is said, it becomes the the with the schwa vowel sound. Where the rubber meets the Road. Where the rubber meets the road. Da, 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 da. Where the rubber meets the road. Good job. And then with the phrases that we were going through, I reckon it's where, you reckon it's where, he reckons it's where. Pretty much the only thing here connected speech-wise that I wanted to talk about was how reckon or reckons links to its. So, you'll hear I reckon it's, I reckon it's. You reckon it's, we reckon it's, they reckon it's, and then with he, she, and it, we conjugate reckon as reckons, so it links to the i in it's after the s sound. He reckons it's, actually, it's a z sound. He reckons, he reckons, yeah, it's a z sound. He reckons it's, she reckons it's, it reckons it's. Hmm, interesting, huh? 
All right. So, now let's finish up with the little clip that we do at the end here, guys, where I show you a clip out of a film or a TV show from Australia so that you can work on your listening comprehension. This clip comes from a B-grade Aussie horror film about crocodiles called Rogue. I actually kind of enjoyed this film, to be honest. I like crocodiles and I like people getting attacked by crocodiles in fiction, in fiction, right, in stories. (laughs) If you like crocs- the Aussie Outback and people getting hurt by animals, <laughs> then this is probably the film for you. So, the rules of the game, guys, I'm going to play a clip for you twice. Your goal is to listen and then write down what you hear being said. It's a great way to train your listening comprehension. Remember, you'll always be able to check your answer if you download today's free worksheet, which you can get on the website for this, the web page for this episode. Okay, so, just search the episode on aussieenglish.com.au. Or if you've got the premium podcast membership or academy membership, you'll be able to look at the transcript for this episode and see the answer as I'm saying it. Okay, so are you ready to go? Here's the first playthrough. Okay, so one of the rules of my tour is that you have only one chance to complain about the heat and the flies. All right, good job, guys. Good job. How did you go? Did you get all of it? Time for the second playthrough. Okay, so one of the rules of my tour is that you have only one chance to complain about the heat and the flies. All right. Well, that's it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget, if you want the transcripts for all of these episodes, check that out at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast. Just search for the premium podcast membership. You can get my courses on the website. Check out the academy that'll be open in another month or two. And lastly, guys, as always, please leave a review if you are enjoying these podcasts. It helps me out. It'll only take a minute. Use whatever podcast app that you're using and find where you can give the podcast a review. If you can, write me a little message, say g'day. I might read those out at some point. But yeah, it definitely helps if we get some positive reviews on there. And if you have any critical feedback, if you have any suggestions for how I can improve things, I'm always open to hearing those too. So, send me a message, send me an email and I will take that info on board. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. It's always a pleasure, and I'll chat to you soon. Toot!